We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday... Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Another reminder of why you always wait until uh, the last minute, last hour, whatever, when you're playing MLS fantasy, any kind of fantasy, really. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bago. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. I'm joined by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath to talk some MLS. Guys, we have um, a fairly full sl- or we do have a full slate this weekend. We've got lots of competition for... Uh, for soccer games here, uh, I'm looking on the DraftKings slate. We were talking about that before the podcast. The Premier League came back last week, so we have all those games. 
Liga MX is still going strong. We now have La Liga going on. There's a Friday and a Sunday slate. Not sure if they'll throw in a Saturday one because I believe Barcelona is playing Saturday. So imagine everybody will want to try to play to play Messi. Do you guys think you'll end up playing every league as much as you can, or are you going to stick to what you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, if the, if the prize pools are big enough, I'll dip into the other leagues. But I don't think I'm going to play every single slate for everything that's out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. Given the prize pool decrease that MLS has, has taken, a little bit disappointing, but um, you just got to kind of adjust. And, yeah, I'll probably definitely be playing the big La Liga site on Sunday. There's some pretty nice prize pools there. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably hop in some of the EPL stuff. So, yeah, I'll, I'll dabble in it some. I probably won't go too crazy right, right from the get-go, but um, – I think I mentioned to you guys uh, a couple nights ago. I just I feel like I've gotta gotta maybe uh, sharpen my pencil in some of these other leagues since MLS seems to be fading as far as the the prize pools go. So that might be the ticket. Yeah, I, it's weird because I think like if MLS had the ten thousand dollar prize pool and EPL had the one thousand dollar prize pool, I bet I know which ones would people would be playing. <laughs> so it's like if you if you put out the prize pool, they'll come. But it's almost like confirmation bias. They're like, oh, EPL's in action, so we're only going to put out a $1,000 prize pool for MLS. And then they wonder why it barely fills. Mm-hmm. It's because no one cares about winning like 50 bucks. Right. Right. Um, I mean, I would happily take the 50 bucks if you're not going to play. Well, yeah, but if you're first place, you want some, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we've got... Uh, Three MLS slates so far uh, that are posted. We're taping this Thursday night. Yes, so far. We have, well, we have the uh, an eight-game Friday-Saturday slate. The first, the weekend of MLS kicks off at 11 p.m. on Friday. There is also a all-day slate on Saturday that starts at 3 o'clock. That's seven games. And then they have the main slate, which has the bigger GPPs, that starts at 7 p.m., uh, which has six games. I'm a little surprised they didn't do a two-game uh, Friday and early Saturday slate, although there's still time for them to, to pump that out. But uh, let's go to that first game. It's San Jose and Houston. And do I remember correctly that San Jose kicked off last weekend too on a Friday night? I, w- I was just about to say Did these team- two teams play on Friday night more than like any other team, and it's so annoying. Maybe the Chicago Fire, the other one that played <laughs> I, a lot of Fridays. I remember at the beginning of the season, it seemed like Orlando played every Friday, but um, I think they've now moved them to Sunday. But they, It's kind of annoying how the slates are so like typical because – you always have like the Thursday night football equivalent on this Friday night game that's pretty bad. And then like the Saturday night slate is always the same teams too. Mm-hmm. Like NYCFC a lot of times plays earlier in the day because they can get the crowd. Yep. Uh, and then it's like all these weak Eastern Conference teams like Chicago, Columbus, New England. They're always Saturday night. Yeah. And then you always have like some of the good teams that you'd love to be in the mix on a big slate playing on Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, get get creative with the scheduling here, MLS. <laughs> yeah, San Jose was uh, against Vancouver last Friday, so they that's why they get the back to back Fridays. But, um, how do you guys feel about that game? I'm not gonna watch it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> 
Uh, probably staying away if you're playing the Friday-Saturday slate. Maybe look at some defensive options. I like uh, Bingham and Goal for San Jose. Um, Houston has actually been, I think I mentioned this on the last pod, Houston's actually been pretty decent defensively. They haven't allowed more than one goal in like nine or ten straight. Mm-hmm. So maybe, uh, you know, if you're feeling a guy like Shannon Williams or something like that, maybe. But if you're playing that Friday-Saturday slate, there's going to be a lot of guys that you'd probably want playing on Saturday much more than in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put me on record that uh, Houston's going to start allowing some goals here soon. They're just not a good team, and they haven't won in at least six games. Like, sure, they haven't conceded more than a goal, but now that they're kind of under their new coach and they kind of settled in a little bit, they need to start, like, getting some points, and they can't do that if they don't score. So either they're going to, like, give up on the season and start allowing goals, or they're going to have to push to score some, and then they're going to get scored against more. I mean, it's just a bad team. And I don't care how much you pack it in. When you're as bad as Houston is, you're going to eventually start to allow some goals here. Who do you think scores them, though, for Houston? Or do you not you think mean? Uh, oh, well, Cuba's coming back, baby. <laughs> okay. Minotas had a good game, too. Yeah. Um, he, he did, even though I, you know, I touted him and then he didn't play. Uh, once he finally did play, he looked pretty good. Yeah, don't Same get me started on that plan. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, I got rocked by that uh, that one. I mean, had Giovinco, about... uh, I actually did have Minota slotted in. Um, was looking at either Harrison or him in that um, utility slot, and I I went the wrong way. I went with Minotas, but uh, that's how it the... goes. Yeah, this is like the third time in my memory since DraftKings has uh, – come into play here that Toronto has traveled to Texas and had some weather issues. Hmm. Yeah, the weather doesn't mess mess with Texas. I was down there earlier this season for the FC Dallas-Houston game, and um, they barely got that one in, which um, I had some contests running that to live sweat too, so I'm glad they did end up playing that one. But this past weekend was pretty brutal. Yeah, it was – and it was – especially too bad because they couldn't add it to the Sunday slate because they'd already come out with it. So we weren't, we had to go a whole weekend without playing Javinko. I don't know how, right, we, how we all survived. And I don't if think we would have known, it would, it would have been refreshing if we would have known that, but considering it shafted those of us who played Javinko. Hmm. Right. And that was the thing is they kept stretching it out throughout the night. It was one of the earlier, I think yeah. seven thirty or eight o'clock kickoffs. And they're going to play it. They're not going to play it. Now they're going to play it all of a sudden. They're going to do anything they can to play. And then uh, it seems like in the past um, when there's been a game in limbo like that, like they've unlocked the players. Maybe I'm thinking of a different sport or something, or maybe it's if they've rescheduled the start time. Um, but it didn't happen here. I was refreshing all night trying to trying to uh, see if they'd let me squeeze in some Galaxy players instead. But, um, yeah, not fun. Um, definitely kind of reiterates how important it is, I guess, to keep an eye on the weather somewhat. I mean, how, how often does this happen? Not, not a lot, but when it does, then it can definitely be pretty, have a big impact on, uh, the night. It also has to be some pretty like significant weather. Like it's not like a little baseball rain delay. Like they've got to really get pounded. (laughs) Right. Lightning all night long, that kind of thing. Right. 
but oh, well, I I do believe that I think I sent you guys the screenshot too that whoever won one of the GPPs had Javinko in his lineup. So Javinko's right. streak of being in a winning <laughs> winning lineup is uh, is still intact. It's nuts. Um, yeah, that was impressive. Yeah. Um, so let's. I mean, I think we said enough about this first game. And probably... I mean, use San Jose's defense. Yeah, yeah. Houston scored two goals in six games. So uh, San Jose's also at home. Uh, if there's ever like a time that there's going to be a for sure clean sheet, it should be this game. That said, uh, it's very MLS and probably not going to be a clean sheet just just because. Uh, that's not at all where I thought you were going with that. I thought you said it was definitely going to be one of those like Wando brace games. <laughs> no, it's just like anytime you think you have a shutout targeted in MLS, like the crappy team just gets a, some stupid goal. Mm-hmm. It and is Wanda's old team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, semi revenge yeah. game. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I I definitely will consider Wando. It's just uh, kind of how I approach the Friday slate, though, where if you're playing, you want some action. So you're going to throw Wando in there, and then he's going to be way over owned relative to his value. Any Wando thought on in FMLS? I'd have to look at his upcoming schedule. Mm-hmm. If I uh, if I can pull it up quickly here, there's well, a there's a couple big bye weeks coming up, so I don't think I think he's off in at least one of those bye weeks, which would make me hesitate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd he's say there's expensive. at least three or four players, maybe even five or six guys that I would pick over Wando this round. Well, yeah, you do get three straight weeks of Wando, and home against the Revolution next is another great matchup. And then at Columbus isn't a terrible one. So yeah. if if you're like down in the five hundreds or something and you want to make a, a climb in FMLS, I'd consider it. <laughs> I don't know that I would do it, but like that would definitely be a differential. For sure. Uh and he can here. score, I mean, yeah. At ten point he seven, he's five point one percent owned. Yeah, to start the year off, he had goal a goal in like seven of eight games. Yeah, he did. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. I probably won't do that, but I would consider it. He hasn't had uh, nearly that many goals. No, since. yeah, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> All right, let's move to Saturday, three uh, thirty Eastern kickoff, which is New York City FC hosting the Galaxy, who will get in a time zone equivalent twelve thirty kickoff, which is always nice. Uh, they will be without Brian Rowe, and Skyler. You don't think we're going to see Dan Kennedy in goal either? It's up in the air. I mean, that was based off of some just, uh, I guess, a little bit of uh, maybe rumors, you could say, from some of the Galaxy faithful that I've seen on some of the message boards and this and that. Um, And Bruce Arena's come out and kind of name-dropped Clement Diop, who's supposedly the third string, um, basically saying, you know, Dan Kennedy's got good experience in the league, but uh, Diop's been playing really well for Galaxy 2. So um, I could see Diop getting the call, just uh, kind of him, you know, kind of Bruce letting him have a have a shot at the starting job. It doesn't help that Dan Kennedy can't move anymore. Like, it's, <laughs> it's impressive that he even has a job. I love Dan Kennedy, and he carried Shivas USA on his back for quite some time. But... He he really has like no explosiveness when he tries to dive or anything. It's it's 
kind of sad, actually. <laughs> I feel bad for him. <laughs> well, it seems like you should be able to get away with him not moving much on a field that's made for two-year-olds, right? <laughs> I mean, the right. goal's the same size. That's, that's fair. <laughs> Except when you've got David Villa peppering shots at you, and then you've got Lampard, you know, having balls deflected off him mm -hmm. in every which direction. Right. Yeah, the important takeaway here is that Skyler is, like, finding Los Angeles Galaxy message boards. <laughs> is, is That's it why like he's as good as he is. That's why he's so good. Maybe it was Reddit somewhere. Maybe it wasn't an actual <laughs> LA Galaxy board. Or I think uh, <laughs> NYCFCforums.com, I think that's the, the uh, oh, wow. web address. But some of their guys were actually, you know, kind of trying to figure out who the Galaxy were going to play and. Um, some of them brought that up as well, saying I've heard that Diop might be starting, so we'll see. That's the key there, JD. It's just scrolling through LA Galaxy fan <laughs> message boards. That's how you find. If that's what it, if that's what it takes to win, I think I'm gonna rather lose. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to find those little little bits of uh, gold. That's right. So, <laughs> not sure that that's Yet a bit of gold on this slate, but um, that's how you do it. It's, Seek it out. I have uh, seen some low-dose games, though, and Clement Diop is not bad. So if he starts, he's in my lineup. Wow, as simple as that, huh? I, the savings is so good, and I don't really see any other options that like are better for the value on this slate. Yeah. It's kind of a lot of just... Re well, uh, I guess Alex Bono is a guy I maybe would consider 3900 because Philadelphia's kind of trailed off a little bit. Sure, they have Bedoya now, but CJ Sapong is going to be out most likely. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's uh, kind of a tough slate for keepers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, who do you like more, uh, Via or Keen? I know Keen's a little banged up, but it sounds like he's going to play. Via. Uh, just... Man, that's so hard because Robbie Keane is like made to destroy this New York City defense. <laughs> he did destroy. However, him he did, yeah. Last year, two goals, I think, two assists last season. Right, but now they have Freddie Briant. <laughs> He's actually turned in some pretty <laughs> solid performances for him. Well, last week I told Andrew that he's like sixth in. Uh, was it recoveries? Recoveries, for defensemen? yeah. That's yeah. Right. Maybe that has something to do with the small field. I don't know. But, um, so, yeah, I think I'm leaning via, too, just because Robbie Keane legit played, like, 80 minutes with a concussion last week, mm -hmm. which can't be good. <laughs> no. Well, he was held out last last game. I guess you're talking the game before that. Correct. So, I guess the, the better question is, is it Lampard or Gerard? Or neither. Tommy Mack. If you yeah, if we gotta choose one <laughs> Gerard, but that's not to say Lampard's not gonna one. catch another deflection. <laughs> we have to choose one Tommy Mack. Yeah. What's with these game logs? Tommy Mack only has one game in there. Yeah, I think all of the player game logs disappeared. I don't know if it had something to do. I thought it was gonna have something to do with the multi position eligibility like they're doing with Premier League. Um, but it's not the same for MLS um, Premier League. You can play several midfielders at the forward slot now, which uh, JD and I had a fun <laughs> little back and forth a couple nights ago when we realized that. And 
Um, was hoping to discuss it a little bit more on the pod tonight, but yeah. um, I don't know if that would even be fruitful considering that you can't do the same for MLS. So it's it's funny you should say that because we um, I taped the Premier League one earlier today and was talking about your con- the, the conversation that you guys were having. I happened to be in on it as well, but the uh, we I was also I was in another. I've had too many conversations about this. By the way, it seemed like the the overarching belief is that people were going to play as many midfielders as they could because, you know, they're just much safer fantasy options. And then Mike and I were going through our Premier League lineups and I ended up playing three, like, true forwards because the pricing, <laughs> like, the pricing on the midfielders just seemed like it was skewed much higher. And uh, so I I can't decide where, where I end up falling because I'm not sure it really changed my lineup construction as much as I thought it would. But I'm assuming that they're going to try. They're going to do this with with the other ones. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, we'll have to see. I like every time DraftKings makes a rule change. Like, yeah, I'll I'll give my opinion on it, but it's it is really tiresome to just talk about in general. Hmm. Like, I'm going to play no matter what. Just, <laughs> right. For me, picking like a random forward is fun. It it gives like some uncertainty. And it kind of opens up a whole other range of players. And now if I'm just going to play all the, the chalk midfielders, not a huge fan of that, even though it might be more profitable for me, it's not going to be as enjoyable. I think you're going right. to find yourself not doing – I think you're going to find yourself picking those guys still. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to listen to the, the EPL podcast, hmm. which is always a good – a good one to listen to anyway uh, yes. before Saturday comes around. Or wait, tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, yeah. Okay, so if, if you guys are listening and you also play FPL, <laughs> do not forget to make your transfer. That's right. Like probably tonight. Probably tonight, yeah. Thursday oh, good night. show. Yeah, yeah, I need to do that. Um, the What I would really like to see is midfielder and defender crossover because we've only seen midfielder and forward, but I'm waiting for the day where Jimmy Madronda is actually a defender. Yes, yeah. Jimmy Madronda and Cordell Cato back to their original position. That's right. Or their, hey, here's an, here's their an idea. How about, how about you just make them the position they actually are? Like, you don't <laughs> need to have dual eligibility. <laughs> Literally just make them the position they play in. Right. I kind of feel like that's something the DraftKings is – they're like, oh, we're tired of people complaining at us like about what position someone's supposed to be. We're just going to make them both. Hmm. Well, they used to do that for – they used to have multi-position eligibility for NBA and did away with that, I think, just as uh, early as last season or maybe the season before. But that was a huge talking point for all the NBA guys because that definitely uh, changed the landscape of playing. Um, and it, I think it will do the same for soccer in a sense, but I don't think it's going to be a huge, huge blow. I mean, other than in cash, like you're going to have to make the adjustments. I think in GPPs – if the matchup's right, you're still going to play a guy like you know Kai Kamara against New England or against uh, Columbus Crew this weekend, his old team. Like, that's a spot where I would rather play Kai instead of a guy like a you know maybe a decent floor midfielder. I'd probably rather pay, rather pay up for Kamara in that position. So, I don't know. I think it's definitely going to change some things, but I don't think it's going to be. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's going to uh, make things go backwards, so to speak. I agree on that that point. I think it's it's going to be much similar to what we do right now, with only a few scattered guys really changing. And I don't think you're going to win many GPPs with 
with five midfielders. Right. Yeah, cash, you're going to definitely have to, um, you know, you'll, you'll have to have the guys with the floors and, and decent ceilings and then GPPs. If you want to win, you're going to have to have the forward that goes off for a hat trick. So. Right, right. Uh, speaking of forwards with hat trick upside, 7 o'clock, Toronto at Philly. We get Sebastian Javinko back. Last week's non-DFS week for him uh, allowed his price to stay at a reasonable 14500 on DraftKings. Um, that still feels like it's well within a reasonable play. Uh, do you guys feel differently? No, I agree. I'm, I really like Javinka this week because Philadelphia, until last week, had been allowing goals like crazy. Um, there's pretty much... I could maybe think of one or two defenses at most that I would rather Javinko face than Philadelphia's right now. <laughs> and it doesn't yeah, really matter so where they play. Yeah, it doesn't matter who Javinko plays, but it's a bonus when it's a cupcake team like uh, the Union. No, no, I meant Philly's giving up goals at home and on the road. Oh, yeah. I mean, Philadelphia's giving up goals to everybody except New England, who are just <laughs> really bad. Yeah, and I think that one, too, you can kind of throw it out the window because New England had just given everything they had in that midweek U.S. Open Cup game. Um, they're in the final of that, so they got what they yeah. wanted there. And I think they it may was have Tuesday, though. Off. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, still, it's they probably may have had a little uh, little hangover from that midweek game. Uh, I don't think yeah, I they mean, didn't go can... to extra time or anything like that, but... They probably definitely uh, put more into that game than they did the game over the weekend, and I think that you could you could see that. Yeah, and how about we just discount that game because New England sucks? <laughs> like <laughs> we don't need to make too many other excuses for New England; they're just bad. Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. I'm probably looking their way slightly this week, though. I think I've already mentioned Kamara once. I'm definitely... Yeah, the revenge game factor is very tempting. But if if you want to be talked away from New England, go talk to Jordan Cooper. Uh, he had some choice words for them. <laughs> sure did. Once again, <laughs> once again this week on the, the Fantasy Flush podcast, there was a wood chipper involved. Uh, oh, man. And, and Lee Wynn, like, watching all of his teammates go in before he was the final <laughs> final person thrown into the wood chipper, so... Yeah, it's a good shout. It's not for the faint of of heart. It's uh, <laughs> if you've got kids around, you do not want to be playing it. But it's uh, it's hilarious. I get a good kick out of it every uh, every episode. So check it That's out if you one. want a good laugh. Um, I could do with just the highlights, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he would appreciate me saying that. Yeah. Um, where were we? Philly, right? Who? What do you? Who you guys like on Philly? I don't know. I like Barnetta, but is he banged up a little bit? So you have I'm a not, little Mauro Diaz-itis? I don't, I'm not positive, but he was really good again last game, so that's two really good games in a row. So uh, if he's starting, he's in my lineup. Okay. 17 points for him, no goals or assists. He had four shots, a few crosses. He drew seven fouls. Jeez. So that's and not going to happen every game. And he was better the week but... before. Yeah, he's, he was excellent again. Right, and then if he hits the score sheet, then, yeah, it's a good good play. Um, Pontius has been providing. Yeah. Um, not sure, you know, what situation I would probably play him in, though, because he's not a guy that really has 
uh, a great floor, but he's a guy that you're kind of leaning on for a goal. And he's been bringing them lately, but I just it's hard for me to see that keeping up. Yeah, he's a little too expensive to rely on just a goal, you know, for my taste. Right. He, he's been a great player in real life, though. I mean, probably the Union's MVP this year so far. He was on the uh, whoever scored the most points in FMLS last week. He was on their team, and I thought to myself, I'm not sure I ever considered putting him on that team. They had a double game week, and I kind of did. But other than that, yeah, <laughs> I did. Fair enough. Uh, so that's it. Just those two. What about no? Uh, I guess Bedoya's debut was pretty, pretty weak from a fan. See what his price jumped up to. Oh, yeah, wow. forty nine, forty nine hundred. But Yikes. Bedoya's a guy. Yeah, last week I used him kind of in cash. But if I and I used him when I had Javinko, but otherwise, I just he was going to be way over owned relative to his potential because he's not playing the same role that he does for the national team. He's playing like a defensive midfielder. So until I see evidence that he's going to be more of an attacking player, which isn't what the union need, then I don't know that I'm going to be playing too much of him. Yeah. Yeah. What a tease. Yeah. I mean, he's the lowest price. I mean, his men price last week, every, most everybody who knew of him and knew he was starting had him in, but I mean, the, the union scored four goals and he comes up with one point. Come on. Yeah. That's a, it's just a classic like game theory situation. You know everyone's going to have him because he's so low-priced, but you also know that his ceiling's probably not that high in a debut game from a defensive position. So like that's prime time to, to go with someone else. And I went with Tranquilo Barnetta, which made me even angrier when he had such a good game but no goals. The problem is you're not going to find... I mean, his ceiling's not that high, but you're not going to find any high ceilings at 3,200 or whatever he was. Oh, absolutely not. You just have to construct your lineup a, a different way. Yeah. yeah. If you needed a guy like that, then he was a, a good play, obviously. Hmm. Yeah. Anybody else on Toronto? My guy Jay Chapman should have had an assist last game <laughs> if Josie didn't head it off the post. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I still think Jay Chapman's been playing like really well, and he gets better every week. So yeah. uh, it depends. They have um, the new guy's name that Toronto has, the attacking midfielder from Panama, I believe it is. His name's escaping me, but he might play this week, I heard. Hmm. Do you see that on a He's Toronto not FC in message the... board somewhere? Yeah, it's no. Cooper. <laughs> Armando Cooper. Armando Cooper. He's not, or he's a forward. I can't find him, though. Mm. He's not on DraftKings this week. Okay. Um, but keep an eye out when he plays. He could be deadly with Javinko and Altidore. There you go. They need somebody else. Yeah, they really do. Although Ricketts was decent for a while until Josie took his job back. <laughs> if Ricketts ever starts again, I guess he's someone that I would think about. But I mean, I'm, same with Jordan Hamilton. Those are two guys that are, like, cheap enough that if they're playing beside Javinko and you're in a GPP, you have to think about it. But really, they're only playing if Josie's hurt, right? Because, like, if Josie's on the bench, you know they're only playing for 55, 60 minutes. You're probably right. Unless yeah. he gets tossed from the bench. <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> yeah, but didn't uh, Ricketts have 10 horse. points? Yeah, he did. In 60 minutes, because that was one I think you were considering playing him in, and I yep. alluded to that. He's probably only going to see 60 minutes, and then I checked the 
game log later, and he sure enough had 10 points. In 61 no, minutes, yeah. 60 minutes, no <laughs> goals or assists. So, yeah, that, I'd play him if the situation was right. Yeah. All right. Okay. How about uh, Charlie Davies might play if Sapong's out, right? Uh-huh. That would be kind of interesting. I don't think I'd use him, but he's proven to be a pretty good goal scorer in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of an emotional, it'll be an emotional like game back, too, if he gets a his first start after beating cancer. I'm not sure I'm ready to play that card quite yet, but <laughs> um, all right, let's move to the uh, Montreal hosting Chicago. Didier Drogba called out sick on Thursday, and <laughs> I wish I'm like I was kidding about that. He actually like called in and said he was sick and didn't come into training, so he's questionable for this one. Um, my guess is he plays because I'm guessing he just didn't feel like training today. But uh, if he does not play. Are you guys all over like Mateo Mancosu, or is that ship sailed since his prices skyrocketed since his debut? I would be all over Mateo Mancosu. Okay. Yeah. They're playing on... the fire. <laughs> yeah, if Dr- especially if Drogba's out. Even with Drogba, I would probably consider him at uh, sixty-one hundred. Okay. He's uh he's gonna pr- produce some fantasy points when he's out there. So, um, I like the play a lot, especially against the fire. Yeah, out of the last five games, someone want to take a guess how many times the Fire have conceded two or more goals? Everyone. Four. Mm. I think New England was <laughs> New the England, exception. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which game, just so... really falls into the narrative, yeah. I hate to be like the guy on the podcast right now that's just saying, ah, oh, they're playing the Fire, ah, oh, they're playing the Union. But sometimes that's what it comes down to, mm-hmm. and those teams are bad. Yeah. Yep, and Mancosu's had a goal or an assist in his in uh, four straight games, so wow. he's finding the score sheet. Um, I think Drogba's going to play, but again, I'm I'm considering Mancosu. Even if Drogba impact, does play, yeah, yeah, uh, maybe even an impact stack. So, um, I like it. I like the play. Anyone other than Piatti, Drogba, and Mancosu as part of a stack? Donnie Toya, maybe? Yeah, Donnie Toya and Evan Bush. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Even I if think... Antevero or uh, whoever else starts on the opposite wing, Salazar, Salazar I mean, yeah. they're in play, too, if you stack, because they're cheaper. So and they're good. What about the fire guys? John Goosen's doing it for anybody? He's been maybe. looking really good. Yeah, I was going to say maybe. I mean, he's been uh, producing, but I don't know on this slate. It's an it's a interesting shout. That might be one of those. Kind of have to see where the the uh, salary ends up, and if it's at 5500 he's definitely got to consider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm probably not going to play him, but he's uh, just mildly intriguing, I guess. Right. The, it's not like Montreal has not been giving up goals. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'd think about it. Anyone think David Akam's going to break out of this funk? He had a pretty good game on Sunday. I think he he ended on he ended points. on 20 points. Oh, he he had an assist. Um, it was one of those, you know, David Akam games that you want when you pay up for him. He had four shots, three on goal, five crosses, drew five fouls. So that's kind of when you're paying for Akam, that's what you're hoping for. He hasn't been pulling that off quite as much as he did last season, yeah. but that was kind of a, 
2015 David Akam line right there. So um, this could be a game where he, he – I, I could see another 20-pointer out of him. Yeah, keep an eye on how the Fire play because they kind of played a 3-4 uh, – I guess it was like a 3-4-1-2 last game uh, where Matt Polster and – I think it was Vin, uh, Brandon Vincent were like the wing backs and yep. almost like a back five. Yep. But they were were pushed up really high, and I think Polster got a goal out of it. Am I mistaken, or it was an assist? I think yeah, Vincent, Polster scored, and I think Vincent yeah. had the assist. Polster had an assist too. He didn't score, oh. but okay. Uh, yeah, um, they both had good games. Yeah. So that affects both how you think about Montreal and how you think about Chicago. How how the Fire line up. Uh, I they didn't look awful last game. They still didn't look good though. That's a good point. I'm actually there is one guy that I've got my eye on um, from Chicago, and it's their new signing, David Arshakian. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say it. Um, coming over, not even really sure what his nationality is. <laughs> coming over from overseas and kind of a marquee signing for the Fire. He's only four thousand on DraftKings, and I've been hearing some rumblings that this could be the weekend that he gets his debut with Chicago, so I'm not sure if that's going to mean he's coming off the bench or if he starts, but if he starts, then um, 4,000, I might consider him at that. Is he? I don't know that he's a marquee signing, but he's definitely a guy they're curious to see how he can do. Yeah. He came from the Lithuanian top division, so... Okay. Yeah, and he's Armenian. Um, yeah, so. he's the one thing about him is he's very tall. He's six foot four, and he kind of adds a dimension to their to their attack that they haven't had. So, um, I, if you see he starts, maybe you do want to get one of these wing backs that are going to just be crossing it in, maybe trying to take advantage of his height. Mm-hmm. The one thing is Laurent Simon is like just a, a human clearance machine. <laughs> Very good in the air as well. So, mm. good point. Good point. Uh, let's move on to another team you've been bashing all night. We've got New England hosting Columbus. Um, the game is in New England, so I don't want to call this like a full-fledged Kamara revenge game. I think we had this one already, and mm-hmm. he did not. Did he? I don't think he scored against them. He scored, but oh, it he was did. kind of. Uh, yeah, it was kind of. Uh, I don't know. A little bit late in the game like I think he I think he had a pretty decent game but he was shut out for most of the game and then right. kind he of also had an own goal assist this was the game where I lost my bet to Luis oh. and Kamara <laughs> looked like a he looked amazing he was all over the place very good for some reason Opta didn't award the own goal assist even though Kai Kamara clearly earned it hmm. would have won me the bet but uh no I'm I'm in on Kai this week more Big than time. more than okay, so more than Ola, because like New England, yeah, as definitely. you said, New England is awful. Yeah, and Ola's up to nine thousand. Kai's <laughs> only Kai's well, not only, but Kai's ninety four hundred, four hundred bucks more than Ola. So yeah, if you're if yeah. it's between those two, I'm definitely on Kai. I have a news flash for you though, Andrew. Columbus isn't very good either. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. So they, actually, uh, th- those they were actually haven't won in six games oh. at least uh they're they're at the bottom of the form table mm-hmm. for the eastern conference right now the the better question was not which kamara but is it Iguain or lee win <laughs> man i don't know how anybody could play lee win 
period. This, you don't even this, have to say anything more. Yeah, this stage is just, I mean, he's capable, but he's putting up like two points mm -hmm. pretty much week in and week out right now. So this, the crew could be the team that he needs to, to break out of his funk, though. So I don't know. If, if Right now, if you ask me that question, though, it's Iguain. I mean, you would take Kellen Rowe over Lee Wynn at this point. Possibly. No, I'm going to say even taking set pieces. No, Tierney's. Tierney took all I'm the corners say last it, week. That Lee Wynn is definitely in consideration for me this week. Gross. I'm not playing him in cash, but if I'm playing Kai Kamara, then why wouldn't I consider stacking him with New England's best creative midfielder and attacker? Yeah, I think that he, he... hasn't been. He hasn't been good, but like, he's not—he's not the kind of guy that goes into huge slumps for a long time. He's just the kind of guy that gets lost in a lot of games. But then some games he just randomly pops up and has been really good. Why wouldn't you prefer to pay fourteen hundred bucks less for Chris Tierney, who's more likely to have a pass go off of Kai's head and into the net? Because <laughs> I don't really agree with the fact that he's a better chance at an assist than Lee Wynn. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah, really. I mean, what are their assist numbers on the season? I guess I have to look it up while you guys talk about. Something. Good grief! You guys well, it's, it's see, awful uh, because they're they haven't scored at all. Like, I'm just saying, like if Tierney had 16 crosses last week. Yeah, it's nutty. I just saw that. Like that's the guy I feel like I would want if I'm if I'm pairing somebody with Kai Kamara. Right, and up against Columbus. Uh, yeah, I might actually look to pay up for. Tierney this week. I've been avoiding him uh, over the past several weeks just because his price is pretty absurd if you're paying up for a defender. But um, if man, you could play him as crosses, if you could play him as a midfielder, would you? If he was a D slash M, would you play him as a midfielder? Ah, uh, no. Or if not. he was a He's, midfielder, if you're gonna pay sixty-seven hundred dollars, why are we or sixty-five hundred dollars? Why are we talking about Chris Tierney? And I'm saying if 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 Tierney was Jimmy Madronda and was incorrectly listed as a midfielder. Would you pay him? Well, you, you know play? my answer to this because I don't play Madronda <laughs> right. anyway. <laughs> That's fair. Tranquilo Barnetta is $300 more. Yeah, but he's not passing to Kai Kamara against Columbus. Yeah, but he's, I mean, tr there's guys that are going to get points and then there's just hoping that a defender like has a great game. I don't know. It seems like tyranny is much more than than just Tierney a defender. Has, huh? Tierney has two assists this season. Lee Wynn has five goals and four assists. When was the last time Wynn had either of those? <laughs> That's the question. That Wynn obviously plays higher up the field, but Tierney's, if he's taken all the set pieces, set pieces, if he's got a monopoly on them, 16 crosses, and that's that's hard to avoid, so... Maybe uh, if you if you're feeling it, then maybe do a little rev stack in a GPP win Tierney and and Kai. June nineteenth is Lee Wynn's last assist. Yeah, but his last goal was against Columbus. Oh, against oh, July July tenth, yeah, over well over a month ago. We could say that about a lot of people. Yeah, probably Kai Kamara. I'm just like I said, I'm not playing him in cash, but he's definitely on my radar if I go Kai Kamara and don't use Javinko. Like, I'm not uh, saying that Wynn's a bad play at all because I think I even said it last week against the Union. Like, he's a guy that nobody's probably going to pick just because he's been so awful lately. So if you that's have why him I'm, yeah, exactly. out of a funk, then, then you've got him and nobody else does. And 
How many times um, can you get a like Lee Wynn used to be an MVP fantasy caliber player? So how many times can you get that potential for like two percent ownership? Right, and pretty, I mean, relatively cheap compared to some of the other guys that are in his his position. Right. Like Iguain's yeah. nine hundred bucks more. And the reason Lee Wynn's not higher is because he's not to getting these set piece peripheral points. And yeah, he hasn't been doing that much of scoring lately, but. I don't. I just want to be careful against stigmatizing him when he definitely still is a a a guy that I'd at least consider fairly often in a GPP. Well, yeah. You look at the guy up underneath him. If you're looking at this game, Ethan Finley, who nobody sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nobody probably picked him last week. I think there might have. I've seen. I've seen him in a couple of lineups. He went off for like 32 or 33 points. Um, but up until that point, he was doing the same thing as Win, just two or three points. That's what he had there. combined on the season is probably thirty-two <laughs> points. So that's the thing. Like you know, these guys um, have the potential. It's just how how are you going to predict when they're going to break out of a funk? Yeah, uh, game against I'll the crew. I'll see you guys at the the top of the GPP table when I have Lee win this weekend. I'm going to win twenty-five dollars for first place. <laughs> There is no way Lee Wynn is on a GPP winning team. Ooh. No oh, challenge way. accepted. No way. Javinko, Javinko was on a winning lineup last week, and he didn't play. Yeah, that's that's more of Javinko than it is for Lee Wynn. <laughs> oh, no way. I don't know no if I buy that. <laughs> um, so, I can't believe. So, since we've this. spent so much time talking about bad soccer matches tonight, like a lot of time talking about bad soccer matches. Let's move on to Colorado Orlando. <laughs> this should be a good one, no? I don't know. I don't know. That last one actually uh, kind of seems like it's got more fantasy goodness than this one. Not a not a fan of Kaká and Kyle Laren on the road in Colorado. I'm just not really a fan of Colorado that much, anyway. So I shouldn't you like Orlando? Up, especially with Double J out. Yeah, definitely like Gashi in this one. Um, yes, 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 yes. So he's so than, expensive, though. Yeah, he like, is. He's, he's basically top tier. Yeah. And Harrison's still priced pretty cheap. He's thirty seven hundred. So he had an assist last game, ten points. Um, yeah, the hype train. The hype train's taking off on him, which probably means I will be fading. Right, yeah, a lot of people were on him, I think, last week, and if he didn't have that assist, you know, he ends on, like, five points, so um, definitely proceed with caution there, but he is, um, he's listed as a midfielder on DraftKings, which isn't um, as attractive as on MLS Fantasy, where he's listed as a defender, so um, he's playing much higher up the field, kind of a part of the, the, the Colorado attack, so... Um, Thirty-seven hundred bucks, so that's that's a pretty solid price if you're trying to squeeze some high-priced guys in against Orlando too. Speaking of uh, Harrison on in FMLS, uh, Colorado's off in, in week twenty-five, so anyone who thinks they're gonna grab Harrison or Gashi this week, no, you should know that you get them for one week before they're off. Harrison in FMLS that. is a defender, which is awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. Colorado gets enough clean sheets that, like, you almost have to have one of their defenders. And it's been Axel uh, Hoberg for a while. Mm -hmm. But Harrison is in my lineup right now. And 
last week was pretty nice for that. So, yep. um, so do you like the anyone in Orlando? I mean, you obviously have to pay up for Kaká and Kyle Lahren. Yeah, I don't try mind to... them at all. Yeah, I don't think I'm scared away by Colorado's defense or it being a road match. They're they're definitely like dampened from being a top play for me, but they're still an option. Like they're not they're probably not going to be in my cash lineup, but they're definitely one of the first teams I'm going to look to for like a tournament play. I wish I could gauge Kaká's ownership level this week. Yeah, but I don't think I have a good read on it. I don't know. I think I think people are gonna see Colorado and probably shy away from that one. I think I, I am myself. Um, I but was because actually gonna... he's been so good lately for people. Like they're oh, gonna yeah. remember all these points he's scoring for them. Yeah, I think... he had thirty points this past weekend, albeit against the Chicago Fire. <laughs> I think Piotti's gonna be the weeks. one that's overowned. Yeah, Piotti. Everyone will be on Piotti. Yep, you're probably um, right. I was going to throw Breck Shea into the mix. I know I was gonna uh, ask. He's, he's not going to be a popular play, but then again, he's 6,100. Oh. Tierney's 6,500. So if I'm paying that much for a defender, I'm going to find the extra $400 and, and get Tierney with that 15, 16 cross upside. Um, but Shea actually looked really good against the fire. He should have finished at least like two or three chances that came his way. Um, and he, that's he's so going, <laughs> yeah, that's to- totally Breck Shea there, but he's going to have uh, a game here soon where he scores a goal or two. And um, I could see him finishing out the season with a flurry of goals. Just the position that they're playing him in. Describe a flurry. How many <laughs> <is>? <laughs> uh, anywhere from like three to five in the last, what, 10 games of the season. Oh, wow. Okay. That's significant. Yeah. I mean, I'll buy had, you a uh, I'll buy you a McFlurry if that's right. <laughs> yes, I'll take you up on that. Somebody's gonna go broke playing Lee Wynn and Breck Shea because of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please don't bet your house on Lee Wynn and Breck Shea. No, yeah, I'm not saying play. I'm just he's it's noteworthy. And Marlon Houston, yeah, yeah. He had several opportunities that he pulled just wide that you know, and he maybe like seven or eight times out of ten that he'd find the corner. But yeah. For the record, if you, I'm not playing Breck Shea this weekend. Maybe future weekends, but yeah, on the road against Colorado, I'm gonna have to pass. Hard Who's, pass. Who scores more points, Breck Shea or Lee Win? Lee Win. Okay. I'll yeah. put a rap battle on that. <laughs> I'm not sure anybody could reasonably take the other side. Breck Shea. It's a. It's gonna end two one. That's the worst part about it. <laughs> two points to one point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be it'll be like four one, and then one of them will get a yellow card. Or is that one point? I don't even know at this point. Um, all right, let's. Anybody paying up for Tim Howard? Or too scared of Breck Shea? Yes. <laughs> nah, he's a he's a good option because I think Orlando will get shots on them. Mm-hmm. Um, they might not be good shots though. Yeah. So Tim Howard, if you're not worried about the price, he's probably the top keeper option. Okay. Yeah, it's it's him or Bush for me, and Bush is only two hundred bucks less. Yeah. So yeah, um, or David Bingham if you're playing the Friday slate, he's probably my my number one choice. But right, I actually think paying up for keeper would is gonna pay off this weekend, but we'll see. Okay. Um, let's move to ten o'clock Eastern. Sporting Kansas City hosting the Whitecaps. Uh, the Whitecaps are still trying to figure out who their best, I guess, attacking four are. It seems. Um, I guess we could throw, make it even five, 
but where do you guys like who do you think should be in that that attacking group for the white caps at least for the start uh probably Bolaños, um definitely barnes i mean i don't really see any other option for him up top i guess kudo maybe yeah the the question is whether barnes is like acclimated to the team yet because I can see him going either way, like a guy that really needs time to mesh with the the others, or a guy that can jump in right away. And it's kind of do or die time for the Whitecaps. So if they're not sure if he can he can give them like a good ninety minutes uh, cohesively with the wingers that they have and Pedro Morales, then I'd play Kudo. I don't like him, but uh, if if he's the better fit right now, then play him because you really just need a guy that can support your wingers. Yeah. You don't need a guy that can can put the world on his shoulders because you have a really talented group behind them. Yeah, I think he'll come around. And uh, I didn't mention Pedro Morales, but I love his price at fifty nine hundred. Um, more than Madronda at fifty seven. Yeah, yeah more, yes, more than Madronda. Um, Madronda's going to be really hyped up though after uh, having a whole song. That's right. Dedicated to him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I think uh, Bolaños is taking all the set pieces right now. So yeah, um, he's kind of up there with a guy like um, Barnetta from the Union for me. Like he's one of those guys that you feel like you're gonna get maybe at least ten points, but probably closer to like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen points every time you play him. So yeah, I agree. Um, I like Bolaños, but. Kansas City's a, a tough place to play. You That's get Zuzi for the same price as Bolaños. Who's that? You can get Graham Zuzi for the <laughs> same price. Oh, yeah, Ford? Yeah. It's funny because you could actually be saying that ironically. <laughs> like, who's Zuzi? Zuzi was uh, a more decent... people in More people in Mexico know who Graham Zuzi is right now than the United <laughs> States. <laughs> So you're not playing uh, Graham Zuzi this week? I might. Solid play. Oh, there you go. He's just not been good. Apart from that first game back from Copa America before he hurt himself, he's not been good this season. Yeah, but for a second forward at 6,600, I think he's he's worth a, a play. Um, yeah. He's probably gonna he's not going to kill your lineup if he doesn't score assists just because he does have crosses and shots and draw some fouls, that kind of thing. So I played him in that second forward slot last week. I couldn't really gauge if it helped or didn't because three of my eight players did not even play. So, <laughs> But I, I would have been okay. I think he ended up on seven points. I probably would have been okay. Probably would have cashed still if Giovinco and Minotus got their points. But, um, yeah, I'll play him again this week as a second forward. What are your thoughts on Dom Dwyer as a late-game hammer? Uh, he's been Ooh, hot. bringing it back. <laughs> yeah, he's been hot. Yeah. Um, 7600 is a pretty good price for him, too. So It's hilarious that when he gets two goals like three times a year, nobody owns him. Because mm-hmm. that's the only time he does get. Actually, fun fact, the last three times he's scored in a game have all been braces. Cra- yeah, he's going to score f- 14 goals this year on seven braces. And go That's without like without a goal in thirty. Year. Yeah, totally. And it was at FC Dallas too. That, I mean, nobody's going to play you no. know Ford at FC Dallas. 
Yeah. Well, you want a fun fact? Kansas City uh, played Vancouver the second week of the season against, uh, I think, at home, and Dom Dwyer had two goals against them. There you go. <laughs> on eight shots. Oh. Wow. I don't get this team. Kansas City? Yeah. They're just dull. They have, like, good players, though. Like, yeah, why aren't they no, better? I, I totally agree, because they need somebody else to, like, really support Dwyer, and Failhaber's not, like, the MVP caliber player he was last year. Yeah. So when... When Failhaber is playing at like average attacking midfield level, and then you have no other creators in the midfield, and one of your wingers is like Connor Hallisey or Jacob Peterson, <laughs> uh, you're really at a disadvantage. I mean, it has to be Zusi pretty much that's supporting Dwyer along with Failhaber. And, right. and none of them are good at really like a deadly free kick taker. So that whole thing is kind of taken out of the equation it's yeah kind of just a boring team and brad davis seems like he was a total bust oh yeah i mean he wasn't even good last year so i don't know what they were expecting all right um do you guys like any of the defenders from this game we won't count madronda marcel de Jong really shot up in price and that's disappointing yeah yeah. All right. I guess Seth Sinovich might be a guy if he starts that I look at. But it's tough to rely on any of these guys starting because it's a 10 o'clock game. Yep. Yep. Looks like Alfonso Davies is still min price. But <laughs> again, like you just alluded to, you can't slot him in for 2500 bucks when I mean, he's probably not going to start. But if it was an earlier game and you see him in the starting lineup, then. Yeah, $2,500 and throw them in there and see what happens. Well, let's go to the other game because this is where we would have to find our replacement. Um, RSL hosting FC Dallas. Mauro Diaz still kicking. Um, you guys he playing? can't be stopped. You, yeah, I was going to say, are you, you playing Mauro at RSL this week? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm down to play Mauro Diaz this week. All right. He's pretty pricey. Yeah, he is. He's also Mauro Diaz. Like, I guess because he's kind of... What's been his deal lately? He just has had tough matchups. We haven't been playing him. It feels like he's in the kind of a distant memory. But uh, he also hasn't really disappointed me lately when I've played him. So, I'm in. I still think he's like the best attacking midfielder in the league, arguably. Mm -hmm. You have Piotti, Valeri, Mauro Diaz. Yeah, and Salt Lake's a team that you want to play a guy like Diaz against. It's just the price Absolutely. for me. Uh, it's just so hard if you've got, especially if you've got Giovinco in your lineup, it's really hard to fit a guy, another guy that's over 10000 in. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. But you'd play Valeri at this price, right? Yeah, yeah, given the matchup, um, I probably would. But playing those guys or playing anybody with Giovinco, Either of those guys is is really tough. Is yeah, it's it's definitely an either or scenario because you're using half your salary if you get Diaz and Javinko. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which which doesn't jive with Skyler saying he wanted to pay up for goalkeepers this week. Yeah, and Tierney and Breck Shea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't that Javinko Mauro Diaz Lee Win stack is gonna be tough. <laughs> 
I don't know where Skyler's getting this extra fifty thousand dollars for his uh, his <laughs> salary forgot, cap. You forgot I'm gonna have Kai Kamara up there alongside Javinko too. So. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't think there are enough Mark Blooms in the world who would be able to fit, fit that in. <laughs> well, his price went up, so definitely yeah. not. Andy's out this week anyway. Um, <clears throat> RSL. Who do you guys? I mean, I doubt you're gonna take multiple guys from RSL. Uh, against Dallas, so who's the one that you think you would take? Isn't Muv Sissian the guy that uh, originated the late game hammer? <laughs> I believe so. Yeah, I like Muv Sissian this week. Plot has uh, been pretty good lately. He Except, has been extremely good. I think the tough thing for me with Muv Sissian is that he's been well, he's been injured, obviously, but he came off the bench last game. I think he actually came on at halftime. Yeah. Um, but that kind of makes me think that he's, you know, he's being shifted back into that, that role. So I think he'll start this game. Um, I like him $6,600. I'll throw him out there as a late game hammer. <laughs> yep. My, my options are going to be Plata and Nick Romando. Okay. A little bit of a sleeper, uh, in goal there. He's, he's middle tier price, which means, He's not going to get a lot of attention because most people are going to pay up or they're going to go dirt cheap, and he's going to get plenty of shots fired at him. But he's also at home, right? So I just it's a a lot of combinations that come together for for a nice tournament play. I think like these are the kind of keeper plays I target: low owned, at home against a, a pretty good offensive team, so he can get a lot of save points. Um, yeah, everything kind of comes together there. So you're not touching sites for 600 less? Oh, yeah. I mean, sites is definitely, if I'm, like, playing cash, sites is in there. But you asked me who I liked from RS. Sure. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. No, sites is a good call, too. The The thing is, RSL's attack has been really good this year. Yeah. So I don't know that I would trust sites, like, 100%. Like, he's not a lock for every single cash game you enter. Getterson? Uh, Jetterson? Oh, is it Jetterson? Oh, is it Getterson? I don't I, know. I don't, I don't know. know what it is. <laughs> I'm staying away it's... though. Jetterson. Getterson. Um Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I would I'd consider it in the flex spot. Yeah. Thirty eight hundred. He's on a good team, surrounded by good players. That's what I mean, and... yeah. Yeah, and you need a cheap guy like that. So if you're deciding between like him and Marlon Harrison, who's going to be 25% higher owned, then yeah. Is the fear that he comes off early for Tesho? Definitely, because yeah. he's just not that acclimated to the team yet. So I think it would surprise me if he played 90 minutes. But yeah. when you're paying 3800 you can't get too greedy. Tesho scored last weekend, though, right? Shouldn't he get a start after that? Uh, I don't know that that's how Oscar Pereja works. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Theoretically, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I think Tesha is a really good player, and I wish he'd be on a team that would let him play full-time. Yep. But you could say that about 30 MLS players. Yeah. Mauro Minotis, Diego Rubio. He seems like the, more, the kind of guy that should have been brought in with, at, in D.C., where all of those guys are. Nayarko and Igbuananike. <laughs> Tesho fits right in. Yeah, we need a couple more DC Uniteds to uh, to take all these guys. That's right. That's right. Uh, 
let's move into Sunday because that's where DC is. We've got two games. We can kind of talk about them together. The uh, DraftKings Sunday slate's not open yet, but we've got DC home against the Red Bulls and the Sounders hosting Portland. Um, so Sean Davis Question. is like Sean Davis is like the best midfielder in the league now, right? <laughs> We yeah. actually talk up Sean Davis every time it looks like he might start. So I feel like the Rotowire uh, soccer podcast was well ahead of the curve on this one. Hmm. Except none of us played him last week. No, none so of us close. played him last week. Yeah. I, I was wasn't right close there. at all. I had him I think I had him in and then I don't know if I ended up with uh delay or was that the same slate as No, that wasn't the same slate as delay. I went right to Alex Mule. That was my problem. I was like, if if it was Dax, like I wasn't going to play Dax, and right. that's who he's playing for. So of course I'll take Mule, who's playing for Verone, because I would play Verone. Right. Totally. Missed. Right. No, I I agree. He wasn't in a position that made me like want to play him that much. So I I I'll go that route like ninety nine times out of a hundred, and if if I get bit once or twice by these like weird games, that's fine. Mm-hmm. He's a good player, but I. I'm not expecting that ever again. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's not going to keep it up. That's two games in a row with a goal. So uh... He is extremely, like, in terms of real-life value to the Red Bulls, he's going to be great in the upcoming years, though. Like, he's definitely a guy that can yeah. lock down that center midfield role offensively and defensively and complement everyone. Very smart player. But, uh, yeah, I don't think the offensive outbursts are going to happen at nearly the pace that people might be expecting now after this one game. Totally agree. It's seems... interested to see if his price jumps up a good bit after that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it seems like they're getting a little more aggressive with price jumping. At least with some Except players. Except for like Marlon Harrison and who else <laughs> right. was kind of stuck in pricing purgatory? Someone weird. Yeah. Uh... That was pretty good, but they left him down there. Yep. Like Il Senio had that like forty some point game and he's still Yep. Pretty low. Yep. Um, so what's interesting about this slate, I mean, theoretically you could play all three, but you're most likely having to choose two between Kledgeton, Ladero, and Valeri. I mean, you could take all three, but that leaves you pretty thin everywhere else, most likely. So which of, if you, if you could have just two of those three, who do you guys think you'll, you'll go towards? Ladero and... Probably neither of the others. Oh, all right. <laughs> Probably Lloyd Sam, the revenge game. There you go. For a little bit less, and then you can, I don't know, maybe, and then, yeah, and maybe you have enough to pay up for one of those other guys. Wait, wait, wait. Did I just hear you right? You're going to play Lloyd Sam over Kleshton and Valeri? Well, if you play <laughs> Lloyd Sam, if he's priced at what he's been priced at, then you can probably play all three of those yeah, guys. Yeah, you could. So. They're um, not that, I mean, you're going to, you're probably not paying up that, you know, for BWP or Adi or Dempsey, right? I mean, if you have these other midfielders on the slate, I feel like you're probably going to pass on those guys. Right. Yeah, I'd say probably uh, Lodero, Valeri, and then Kleshin for me. Yeah, give me Valeri number one, and then give me Ladero and then Kleshin. Even though I like Kleshin a lot this week. And you like Sam over Acosta? No. I mean, Acosta's been really good, and he's their number 10. I mean, Lloyd Sam's out on the wing, so it's 
it's pretty simple if you don't play into this revenge game factor, which you know I love. But yeah, <laughs> I, L- Lloyd Sam's strung together some good games, but he hasn't like exploded really for any. And Acosta looked great last week. He had a goal, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. And one I, too. Yeah, yeah, I've been talking Acosta up for a long time. I think he's a really good player. It seems like we're not going to be able to find any cheap defenders on the slate. That might be a problem. That's very true. Uh, Portland is the only team that's going to give us some cheap defenders. You can probably get Jewsbury. Yeah. Uh, I think Vitautis is now like above four thousand. Yep. He's a fun one to say. But Jermaine Taylor maybe. Yeah. Um. You see a lot yeah. of center back ownership in this slate. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, who's going to – the Red Bulls might have someone kind of just off the wall because Connor Lade's out for the year. Yeah. They just – they keep having to fill holes in defense, and that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be a, a like a Taylor Kemp weekend. Eesh. Eesh. Whoa, what's so bad about that? N- nothing well, really, but – You left a bad <laughs> taste in my mouth oh. last weekend. <laughs> I thought he was – Yeah, gonna... he's – he He's not very play, consistent. Steve Birnbaum ended up being the player instead of him. Imagine that. Yeah. Can you imagine if Taylor Kemp was like switched teams with Chris Tierney though? We would probably think about Taylor Kemp a lot differently. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's all about the system and the team and who's surrounding him. I mean, Tierney's probably still better offensively, but Kemp's left foot's way up there in terms of best left foot in MLS. Yep. Yep. Right, and who's the who's the target that he's sending balls into? I mean, Saborio, <laughs> I guess, yeah, when he was there. Tiny but Patrick Mullins. Yeah, Patty yeah, Mullins. Patrick Mullins isn't doing it. Uh, Igbonanike? <laughs> yeah, not really him either. He's kind of no. short, I think, and not Lucho Acosta, that's for sure. He's like five foot four. It's Burnbaum, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, Burnbaum right. and Bobby Boswell. That's right, that's right. Um. Actually, they, they have been getting a lot of goals from defenders lately, and it's kind of concerning that their defense scores as much as their <laughs> offense. For sure. For sure. Uh, last question. Who are you captaining in FMLS? Um, if Drogba plays, it's him for me. Hmm. If he gets over his sickness, his illness. <laughs> over Javinko? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, I just I like like the matchup a little bit better it seems to me maybe i'm wrong but it seems like the games that drogba has played against the fire he's done really well in you're right about that i was gonna say that earlier after he spurned them weren't they supposed to get him yeah they definitely were and they got they were supposed to get jermaine jones and drogba yeah (laughs) i'm Uh, sure they'll get zlatan when he comes (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna happen yeah yeah he would zlatan wants to play in bridgeview Uh, no, I'm glad Skyler's going to captain Drogba because now I know who I'm going to make ground up on this week. Oh. I'll be captaining Javinko. Hmm. If he doesn't, if Drogba fancy. doesn't go, then yeah, I'll definitely switch it up. I hope he goes so you captain Drogba. You got fancy with Ladero last week. That was yeah. a good show. That's because I was concerned Javinko's uh, game wasn't going to happen. Yep. But uh, yeah, Ladero. Um, I think the he two... He just wants advice. He doesn't want to help yeah, us. Yeah, I'm not giving you any. Yeah. I got, I got to hear who he's coming yeah. with. He's, what, what are you, sixth right now? Eight. Eight, okay. Yeah. I, uh, no, I'll probably just go with Brandon Vincent and just hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, I'm. Uh, I've got. I had Via last week, uh, and I might stick with that. Another um, fancy one there. Yeah, I might stick with that. The I don't have Drogba, um, yet. Um, I would not go with Via. Yeah, the other one I thought Los of was Los Angeles Piatti. has a very good defense. Yeah. Yeah, but why they, aren't you? Why aren't you going to use Javinko because he's on the road? Um, I might. I might. I uh, I don't know yet. That, that's why I was asking. I'm not sure what, what wow, to do. I'm, I'm gonna okay. Bring I'm in another. To catch up to both of you then. <laughs> I'm gonna bring in a different forward. I think I'm gonna bail on uh, Laren and try to get somebody else. But I can't imagine I would end up captaining them. So. Right. So I'll I'm I'll ready go to ahead bail and. Uh, yeah. Uh, on that note, I'll go ahead and admit a flaw in my game. Um, another reminder of why you always wait until. Uh, the last minute, last hour, whatever, when you're playing MLS fantasy, any kind of fantasy, really. Um, planning on being on the road tomorrow, so went ahead and was tinkering with my team last night. Pulled the trigger on Drogba for Kyle Lahren, and then, oh. of course, news breaks that uh, <laughs> Drogba called in sick. But he's got a stuffy so, nose. Right, so now I'm stuck with Drogba unless I want to take a hit, and it just it's one of those things, like, I'm just kicking myself like why did i even do that i just i wanted to see him there in my team so that i could tinker with it and see how it was gonna look <laughs> like is it really worth it um so again just you know wait it out it's not worth it anything man can what a rookie move totally know, tell me about it so i just I, I didn't want that stress of being on the road and being like oh i gotta get my team set i gotta and even at that then we're not even going to know if Drogba is going or not because he has nothing to do with the first game tomorrow night. So right. I just, I don't know. It's a tough call. But, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely uh, feeling like a rookie mistake there. I'm tempted to to roll with Wanda. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm yeah, not go, even kidding. No, not to captain him. That would be really ballsy, over, though. over Wanda. When you, were saying, when you guys were saying you were considering Wanda earlier, I was thinking Kai – is the guy if you want to roll the dice this week? I think it's too oh, early man, for Kai. That is tempting. Kai's at San Jose next week, and I, I try to stay away from those games. Just throw him out the door. Get a, bring a new guy in a little one and done action. Yeah. At uh, least he plays next week. Aren't there a lot of people that don't even play next week? There is are. The week after? There are. Drogba plays. Yeah. Next there's week. there's eight teams that don't play next yeah. week. Oh, it's a big one. Yeah, it's a big one. And via, I'll have to toss via after this week. Oh, I can't. I really want to transfer Drogba out, but he does play next week, so yeah. I probably have to transfer out people that don't play next week. Right. And he's got a pretty Damn decent it. matchup, another home game against DC United. Yep. Yeah. So here's here's but a I'm reminder. Looking at home against Houston and home against New England and at Columbus. That's Wando's slate. I can't believe I am yeah. literally thinking about Chris Wando. <laughs> I cannot believe it has come to this. Trying to talk you off the ledge here. Please do. Please do. Right. Yeah, here's a one final pro tip for FMLS guys. If you uh like I always say, if you can save a transfer this week and just use one, then you're all the more flexible going into the big bye week. You have three transfers next week. Uh and if someone like gets a gets an injury that you weren't planning for, you're yeah, all the more flexible. So kind of a, a veteran move I really like to deploy when I can. Sometimes just for salary cap purposes I can't quite do it though. So we'll see. We should also point out that the next game week with all these buys is Wednesday. It's not next weekend. So if Drogba's fighting through a cold this weekend, I wonder if he will play on Wednesday. 
Or maybe and now hold, there's just hold. a cold, then he better play this week. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I Drogba's way up there on my list of sports figures that I don't like right now. Like him and uh, Ryan Lochte, who deserves like literally zero seconds of anybody's time. Uh, yeah, he's pretty unlikable as well. Ryan Lochte makes me not believe in evolution. Wow. Hot swimming take on the Roto-Wire soccer podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the take that's going to end this one, actually. So, <laughs> guys, uh, thank you for all of that. I'm now looking at Robbie Keane to bring into my team. I'm a complete mess here. Robbie was... Keane's concussed. Get out of here. <laughs> Kai or die. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next week. Good luck, Good luck everybody. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com prenatal.